Hello, welcome to this week in the Atlantic Coast Conference. In the Atlantic Coast Conference, this is the podcast for AllSportsDiscussion.com. Uh, I am one of your podcast co-hosts. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at TalkinACCSports. The podcast moderator is Matthew, and you can find him on Twitter at ASD underscore HokieSmack. I'm going to turn it over to Matthew now as he introduces our guest. Jeff, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you loud and clear, and everything looks good on this end, Matthew. Wonderful, wonderful. Welcome to This Week in the ACC. This is the podcast for allsportsdiscussion.com. I'm your moderator. You can follow me on Twitter at, at ASD underscore Hokie Smash. Again, this is Matthew, and joining us as always is Jeff, whose Twitter account is at Talk and ACC Sports. And we're blessed to have a special guest on the show tonight, a good, a great re, great return guest. Brett Ciencia launched Pick 6 Previews in 2012, and then his college football preview magazine has been rated the most accurate preview in the United, in the United States by Stassen.com, who has been tracking pre prediction accuracy for decades he currently holds all three accuracy titles, the 10-year, that's the uh, 2013 to 2022, wow, a decade already, the five-year, 2018 to 2022, and the three-year, 2020 to 22 uh, accuracy titles. He, in his first year eligible for the 10-year grade, pick six previews, became the third publication ever to win the Stas and Triple Crown. Let me just give you a plug for his college football previews. Brett's been kind with his time before on this show. He's been with us several uh, several years before. The 2023 college football preview for Pick 6 Previews just launched, and it's available at pick6previews.com. You can follow Brett on Twitter at, at Pick6Previews, and it's just marvelous content. I, I am a high endorser of that, as is Jeff, and and Brett's been very kind with his time to this podcast over the several years. Uh, the Pick 6 Previews book and Twitter account was also endorsed by, endorsed by college game days Chris Falica, who says Pick 6 Previews is a must-read. So he gets high endorsements all over the place. He's been on several networks and radio shows around the country. Brett, we're thrilled to have you back on the All Sports Discussion ACC podcast, the grassroots plays for Atlantic Coast Conference Sports and the longest-running independent ACC podcast in the country. Welcome back, Brett. Before we start, anything that you want to plug and anything new that you want to plug in this year's current 2023 version of Pick 6 Freeviews, the floor is yours. Yeah, well, thanks, Matthew and Jeff, for having me on, and, and uh, thanks for all the praise there in the intro. I think that pretty much covered the plug. It's really the 2023 edition of the magazine. Uh, I'm really excited about it this year. It's a hard copy edition, so we have that option. Ships out in a day or two. And if you buy the hard copy, you get the digital emailed over immediately too. So a couple options there on the site. Um, but yeah, but really excited to be back on. I think this might be our sixth straight year or fifth straight year. Uh, you guys were always great inviting me on early in Pick 6 Preview, so I always appreciate you for that. And it's my go-to ACC source, so keep it up. And yeah, it's a little bit different this year. We're going one through 14. It's no divisions gone to the coastal and the Atlantic division. So a little nostalgic here. It's really the end of an era nationwide uh, with the conferences changing and the playoff changing. So excited to break it down with you guys. All right. So I've got a homework question for you first. And of course, we're extremely excited to have you on. 
Uh, the first part, of course, will be a homer, but I think that the second, the second part of this question, it, you know, leads to the same sort of question that I'm asking. I mean, I can see that there's some potential momentum at Virginia Tech with the relationship building that Brent Pry is building. The recruiting is starting to ramp up. The relationships throughout the state with the high school coaches are getting better. And I'm seeing that Louisville really hasn't, Louisville's really recruiting well now as well. But I wanted to talk to you just a, a bit first, a, you know, a homer question, right? Virginia Tech, That's that's that, of course, is my school. Thank you so much for your time. Yeah, well, um, with Virginia Tech, I had a chance to talk with Coach Pry last year. And um, his number one priority that he mentioned was getting it more about Virginia again, you know, re reconnecting the alumni, getting the in-state recruiting up. He was talking about how when he was at Penn State, he was – oftentimes the first point of contact of some of these four stars in the state of Virginia. He was getting there before uh, UVA, Virginia Tech, and, and other na national powers. So he understands uh, you got to return the emphasis there. And I think you saw that uh, another impressive recruiting class. They're trending up. Um, so some, some issues, though, I, I, you know, I'm a little bit concerned about the offense. It was a rough go last year. One of the worst offensive lines in the country. And you lose some starters there. So um, we'll see. So they're going to need to fix a couple spots. I think long-term it's a great hire. And I think the defense is going to be improved, uh, and we'll have to be the strong point if they want to move up the, the standings. I'm having difficulty with, uh, with pod tonight. For some reason, I can't, I can't, uh, I can't unmute or mute myself. So I'm glad Jeff, Jeff picked, picked me up here. Jeff, you're up friend. The floor is yours. You can mute me now. For some reason, I can't do that tonight. Yeah, no problem, Matthew. I got you covered here on the board. All right. Brent, next question here as we go a little bit further in the ACC. Is this the year that Florida State takes that monster leap in? We're not talking about realignment here, so we're talking about <laughs> on the field. <laughs> yeah, well, um, spoiler alert to those that haven't seen the preview book yet, but I've got Florida State winning the ACC and going to the college football playoff in, in the final year that it's a four-teamer. They were in the initial playoff back in 2014. I think they're going to make the final one. And there's a couple of reasons to that. I think that when you look at 2022 last year, that was really their monster leap statistically. Uh, they, they were top 10 or top 20 in almost all my metrics. And a couple of key factors looking forward to 23, why I like them, they returned that whole roster. They're number one in the country in returning production, uh, top 10 on both sides, offense and defense, all coming back. They got some key decisions from some NFLers uh, along the defensive line, Jared Verse, Baby and Lovett and a great dual threat quarterback, Jordan Travis. So a lot to like there, but the difference between them and Clemson in my eyes is how they both are viewing the transfer portal. Um, Florida State has had a lot of success with it. Mike Norvell bringing in blue chippers, all conference guys, even all American caliber guys, really bolstering the roster up for another, another run here. With Clemson, they've ignored it. And while they recruit better at the high school level, they're becoming a little bit thin at some key position groups. Just, uh, you know, you're gonna miss here and there with, from the high school ranks. So by not going to the portal at all, they're a little thin at some spots. So head to head, I'm going to go Florida State, and I have them to win the conference. All right, very good, Britt. Um, which ACC team do you think takes a dive this year that people might not be expecting? 
Yeah, so a trendy team last year, and I really, I really liked the one-year turnaround that he pulled off was uh, was Duke with Mike Elko. I think that he did an incredible job. If not for TCU, of course, making the national title with a first-year head coach, I think you'd argue that Mike Elko had maybe the biggest first year. Think back to how poor the team was in 2021, and he got them all the way up seven, eight wins. So, but all that to say, I think that this team for Duke could be even better than last year's, but the schedule uh, it completely flips this year. So I think that if they improve as a team, that won't be reflected in the win-loss column. So I've got them falling all the way down to eighth in the ACC, um, mostly off of that schedule again. I mean, they're one of the few teams that draws both Giants, Florida State, and Clemson, um, and they only get to face two of the bottom six. So really brutal schedule. I see them falling down from where they were last year. All right. On the other side of that, which ACC team – do you think we'll do better than everyone's expecting? Well, I think I'll go with Louisville here. I know that Matthew uh, referenced Louisville in the opening question. I didn't get a chance to, to finish that one off. So I'll go back to Louisville here as a team that could surprise. There's a couple reasons why. I think they recruit well, uh, you know, middle of the pack to upper, you know, uh, above average in the conference. But Coach Brom coming in, he's, he's coming back to Louisville, bringing his brother with him. They're native Louisville guys. Fun offense. You saw them win the Big Ten West at Purdue last year. And at Purdue, he really grew as a head coach because he was able to redesign the defense. Of course, an offensive guy, but showing that he could get involved and hire some great defensive coordinators, build a scheme that works. I think it's a, a more proven head coach coming in to Louisville now uh, than he was four years ago when he was considered. But roster-wise, I like Louisville. They landed a top 15 transfer class. Um, they have So you lose Malik Cunningham, of course, at quarterback, but he's bringing in two of his former guys from Purdue. Um, so I think they're, they're set at quarterback. And really the, the key point I want to drive home here, again, is schedule. I brought it up with Duke, but I'll bring it up here. Louisville is the complete opposite. They really benefit here. They draw the easiest ACC schedule by far. Uh, they avoid the top three, and they face all the, all the bottom four. Um, so when you're going without the Coastal, going without the Atlantic, these schedules are way unbalanced. I mean, so look at Louisville here to hit their win total and to move up the rankings. All right, Brett, this next round, we're going to call this our ACC lightning round. And we've got five questions. Uh, we're just going to go kind of rapid fire. Any coach on the ACC hot seat? Yeah, well, that's always a tough one. Um, you know, I'm going to go with, uh, with Tony Elliott at Virginia. And um, I know that he's only a second-year guy, but there were a lot of issues with the team last year on the field. And, and um as an offensive hire, you'd expect a little bit stronger offensively. And really, it was defense first last year. It was an impressive defensive run. Um, but when you look at offense, I don't think they made enough transfer portal moves to fix any spots here. They lose Brennan Armstrong. Uh, I think Tony Musket is going to be the projected starter there. But, um, you know, weak offensive line play last year. In total, I just don't see it. So if they have another clunker, you know, a, a one win, a one in seven ACC record like last year, uh, he could be, he could fall into the hot seat, but when you go across the conference, I don't see too many other hot seats. I think there's some great coaching jobs being done at, at multiple places. Uh, you might start to think about Mario Cristobal at Miami, just given how poor the first year was, but keep in mind, he's an alumni, he's their guy. They're going to give him a longer leash than just two years. So even if Miami underperforms this year, he's going to have another shot. He's recruiting really well, uh, landing transfers, developing that offensive line. So I think they're going to give him a little bit longer leash. And uh, yeah, I don't see too many other hot seats, maybe Boston college, but 
I don't know that they want to move on either. So I, I think that we're pretty much set across the league. All right. Uh, the two T, the two ACC teams are going to make it to Charlotte. Yeah. Well, I, I covered Florida state there. I think that they will be the one, uh, you know, cause of course there's no coastal Atlantic. You're going one versus two here. And I think the clear cut to be in the, in the title game is Clemson. Um, you know, very proven product. They've won seven out of eight ACC titles. Uh, they made probably the coordinator hire of the entire offseason by bringing in Garrett Riley, who was uh, leading the charge at TCU. Uh, I think you're going to see some quarterback development there that, that is much needed. DJU is gone, but Kate Klubnik flashed some, uh, you know, flashes five star potential at times. Um, and then you look across their position groups, there's a lot to like. The running back pair with Shipley and Maffa could be one of the best in the country. I have them top five in the running back unit rankings. Offensive line, strong. A little bit thinner receiver. Now, this is why I, I went Florida State above, not to pin it on one position group, but they're a little thin there. And uh, and the defense will be strong again. Great defensive line, elite linebackers. So all in all, I see a big drop-off after the Florida State-Clemson pair all the way down to you know UNC or Pitt or Miami or Louisville. So I think it's a clear-cut top two this year. All right, and I think you, you, you've answered this question already. Um, we had it on here still, though. Who wins the ACC? You've, I think you've, you mentioned the Knowles. Yeah, I'm going to go Florida State here. Um, and to dig a little deeper, uh, in my book, I have position unit rankings for each position group uh, in the ACC. Florida State is top two in every group, a quarterback, running back, all the way down the line. So they're strong everywhere. Um, very veteran roster we touched on. But when you look at this year, I put in the all-transfer team. It's a new feature I did. Of course, you're familiar with the all-ACC team or all-SEC. I put an all-transfer team in there just because there's so much player movement. And when you look on the ACC all-transfer team, Florida State has three, uh, three offensive players, four defensive players, seven all-transfer guys coming in. They're loaded everywhere. So they're, they're my pick here. I know it's a little bit off the radar. I think Clemson's the favorite and not too many people have Florida State as high as I do, but I, I believe in this pick this year, and I'm going with the Knowles. All right, we'll go national here. Uh, who are your four college football playoff teams? Yeah, well, starting with Florida State, since we're on topic, I think that they, they draw LSU out of the gate. That's going to be a really tough matchup. I think LSU is favored by two, two and a half right now on a neutral site. Uh, let's say they lose that. I still think Florida State could rally, win the conference, as a 12-1 and conference champ and make it to the playoff. Now, if they beat LSU, that gives them a mulligan, and that would be huge. Um, but I, I touched on it last question. I think the drop-off after Clemson and Florida State is huge. So, um, yeah, they have their hands full going into Death Valley, but I think that they can rally and, and win the conference with one loss. So I have them making the bracket. I have Georgia, and it's a little bit of chalk at the top there, but it's such a proven product. Uh, what stands out, again, is their defense. Uh, their skill talent is incredible. Offensive line, arguably the best in the country. And if you're looking for an intangible, look at how he motivates his team, Kirby Smart. Uh, you read the post-game quotes, the post-practice quotes, everything. This team still thinks they have the chip on their shoulder. And, um, and that's hard to find off of a two-time defending champ. So uh, they're motivated again. Very easy schedule, I might add. And uh, they're going to be back in Atlanta for the SEC title and, and then the playoffs. So Georgia, Florida State. And then I've got two coming out of the Big Ten, and it's the same two that made the bracket last year with Michigan and Ohio State. Uh, first with Michigan, really love their offensive line. Uh, it's number one in the country by far. They've won the Joe Moore Award twice in a row, and I think they'll make it three. All five starters back. They got a couple all pac 12 coming in on the offensive line. So really, I think it's just uh, Harbaugh's best addition of Michigan so far. 
Um, one last note with them is usually with a playoff team, uh, they lose a lot of guys to the pros or they get poached early, but not with this Michigan team. Everyone's back. It's, I think, a record for a returning playoff team. So um, I got them there. And then the wild card spot, I went Ohio State. And the other teams I considered were the Pac-12 champ, a uh, Big 12 champ, Texas. But uh, each of those, I think, will have some problems. Texas plays Alabama in the non-conference. The Pac-12 has four possible champions. They're all going to play each other round robin style. So I see multiple losses out there. So it really became which conference runner-up do I think? And it was down to Ohio State, Bama, or Clemson. And then I ended up going with Ohio State this year. Uh, great offense, as always. Number one the last three years, actually, for me. They might go for four in a row and an improving defense. So all that to say, the, the bracket I have here, the last year of the four-teamer is uh, I have Georgia rematching Ohio State, a great game we saw last year. And then in the two versus three, I've got Michigan versus Florida State. All right, and then last question on our lightning round. Who do you have winning it all out of those four teams? Oof. Well, you know, that, that's a tough one. Um, I do have Georgia ranked number one pre-rank, but, you know, if you'll give me the field against Georgia, I'll take the field. I mean, there's so many other great contenders this year. Um, so, you know, I'll take the field against Georgia. I know they're the heavy odds. We'll see. I mean, other teams I consider for making the playoff, too. I, I'd really like Alabama. I know that's a little bit of chalk, but they recruit so well. LSU's right there. It's just they're stuck in a tough conference. And then I'll make the case for Penn State. And this is a little bit off the radar, but this is a really dominant offensive line now, and that's always been a weakness for them. That's now a strength. They have a five-star quarterback, one of the best defenses in the country. The problem is they're stuck in a division with Michigan and Ohio State. So i uh, got to give some kudos to Penn State. If they were in any other conference, I'd probably consider them for the bracket, but uh, they're stuck behind two Giants. So yeah, I'll go, I'll take the field. Uh, now if Georgia are, if Georgia was able to pull it off, they become the first three time outright champ since the 1930s, Minnesota. So really rare territory they'd be entering if they can land that. All right. Thank you, Brett. Uh, Matthew, I'm going to unmute you here for our last uh, segment in the podcast. Hello everybody. So we're going to close this uh, podcast here with an open microphone, and I'm going to use my open microphone to ask Brett a question, and then Brett can answer that, and then he can give, go with his own microphone, and then we'll cycle around to Jeff here. But, but uh, Brett, I, Brett, first of all, thanks again for joining the All Sports Discussion ACC podcast. We've really appreciated you coming on the show tonight. You've been a good friend of the podcast for several years now, and it seems like we've grown – growing up together so it's it's very cool with it's very cool that you keep spending your, your time with us um our, our, my question is more specific about your college football preview magazine this year is there anything specific or new that you want to plug because as you know we always do a review of your podcast i'm a loyal purchaser of that magazine as well is there anything new from that podcast that you, or excuse me, from that magazine that you specifically, new features that you specifically want to want to plug? The floor is yours, Brett. Yeah, well, there are some features. First, want to thank you guys again. And uh, I think you hit it on the, on the head there. We have grown up together, so it's been cool. You guys have been really great spreading my my company, my, my preview around the ACC footprint, so really appreciate it. In terms of new features, yeah, I've got a bunch this year. Uh, first, we'll start with some new teams. So this is historically the Power 5 preview. I, I cover the uh, 65, now it's 69 Power 5 teams. It's a one-man show, so I, I cover all 69 of them. But uh, this year, the new teams coming in, we got BYU, Houston, Cincinnati, 
uh, and UCF coming into the Big 12. So got to add four whole previews uh, into the book. Um, a couple other metrics and stats I've added this year where I always had my opponent-adjusted offense and opponent-adjusted defense, but now I broke it a little bit deeper. I dug deeper to show just the rushing or just the passing offense and then rushing defense, rushing offense um, on the other side of the ball. So a little bit more granular. I have that, uh, that graphic on every team page too, so you can see where they stuck, um, you know, ranked in each side of the ball. Um, I already touched on the all-transfer team. That was a big addition this year. Did that for every conference and a national all-transfer team. So you could see which teams benefited most from the portal, uh, where these guys all ended up, because I think there was over 1,000 transfers. So I whittled that down to about 50, uh, 50 to 100, I guess, if you add it up on those all-transfer teams. Uh, and then very lastly, I've gotten questions about why I don't cover the non-AQ. Uh, I mean, right now, it's just a time constraint. I mean, I'm working on this 365 days a year. Uh, for the level of detail that I like to get into, I maxed out on 70 or 69 teams. So, But what I did add for the non-AQ is in the back of the book, back 10 pages there, I put all the stack graphics in there. So you could see you know, Air Force, Boise State, Fresno State, how they did in my game grader formula, how they did uh, opponent-adjusted offense, defense, rushing offense, and then you know, down, the, down the list there. So if your team is playing some of these non-AQs early in the year, get a quick glance at them here in the back of the book. Or if you hired a coordinator or a coach off of one of these teams, you have a glimpse at what they did last year. So those are the new features this year. Um, again, hard copy, second straight year. Uh, getting a lot of positive reviews for that. I, I think it's the move uh, to go hard copy. I think it's something something special. It's a timeless thing in college football, the, the college football preview. And uh, I think it belongs in hard copy format. So excited for that. But that's all I've got, guys. Um, and yeah, I touched on the top. It's really the end of an era with the last four-team bracket. Last time seeing some of these schools in their historic footprints. So really enjoy it. Soak it all in. And uh, we'll see what this conference looks like a year from now. Thank you so much, Brett. We really, again, we really appreciate you coming on the All Sports Discussion ACC podcast. You've been a great friend of the podcast over several years. And when we get offline tonight, I'm going to make sure I ask you for some of those specific things we said you said here because I'm going to I'll hype up a blog post again where we do a review of the publication just like we do for prior years to make sure you get your due out there because oh, we thank you. We yeah, that's you, awesome. Thank you. We think you do really good. We think you do really good work. Jeff friend, you're up. Jeff, Jeff, you out there, buddy? Yeah. In the, yeah. Thank you, Matthew. Uh, you know, in the in the middle of all this uh, realignment news in the off season, it, it was kind of a can't, under the radar this week. The preseason coaches poll uh, came out, and and usually that's uh you know the top story of the week. Uh, so I just want to kind of go through that, uh, talk about where some of the ACC teams uh, ended up, uh, and I, I think as far as the ACC teams, I think it's fairly reasonable where they got ranked. Um. Well, they, you know, they had Georgia number one. Um, I got no love for the Bulldogs, but uh, you got to respect what they've done. And there's no reason not to vote them uh, number one at the at the moment. And uh, I feel like, you know, they're going to they're going to probably spend the first three and a half months of the season there, maybe all the way um, uh, till, till the end. If anyone looks at their schedule, but uh, check out uh, Brent's preview for more on that. But as for as far as the. Um, 
ACC, they had Florida State ranked number eight, Clemson nine. Uh, I think that's that's pretty fair at, at the moment. Uh, you go a little bit further down, you've got North Carolina at number 20. Um, actually, I feel like that's a little bit generous at the moment for the for the Tar Heels, uh, but they play South Carolina in the opening week who are the 27th team uh, just behind Iowa in the other receiving votes category. So um, North Carolina can validate that ranking right out of the gate against South Carolina if they can win that game. Uh, You've got Pittsburgh, which is 30th, um, you know, just outside the top 25. Um, I think that's fairly uh, reasonable. Um, if, if Pittsburgh gets off to a good start, they'll find themselves uh, in the top 25. And further down here, you've got NC State uh, with with 19 uh, points of picking. I think they're definitely one of the wild cards in the ACC. We've talked about them, um, how Brennan Armstrong you know, reunited with Robert and I. How, how is that going to look? That offense comes together. Um, you know, North Carolina State's in position to get into the top 25. They got an early season game with Notre Dame, so they also have an opportunity to to uh, valid, well, not validate, but to get into the top 25. They beat Notre Dame; they'll probably be in there. Um, you've got Miami with 16 votes, uh, Wake Forest with six, uh, Duke coming off that nine-win season, and I think this is more a product of their of their schedule than anything. Um, they've gotten two votes, but hey, you got to keep an eye on on the Blue Devils for sure after their great season. So ACC with three top 20 teams and a couple more that are just outside the top 25. I don't think that's 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 not too unreasonable of a preseason ranking going into the season at two top 10 teams, both Florida State and Clemson, um, you know, are in a position to play themselves right into uh, the playoff. So, hey, that will, you know, we got a couple more weeks for the preseason, you know, looking at the schedules, teams. Um, then it's just, I think the first games are in two weeks, actually, the week zero. I don't remember anything particularly uh, jumping out of the gate that week, but hey, football's football, just a couple more Saturdays to go. And I've got you unmuted there, Matthew, to close things out or anything from your side. Definitely, definitely. Brett, we just wanted to thank you again for coming on the All Sports Discussion ACC podcast. This is the longest running independent ACC podcast in the United States. We also wanted to thank you for the shout out in your your magazine. We We really appreciate that. And like course, I said, we're going to make sure that we plug your magazine at, at, at our at our site, just like we do every year. And we would love to have you come back on again in December and review the year for us. Thanks again for joining us tonight, Brett. Absolutely. Yeah, sounds great to both things. Appreciate it. All right. Have a great week, guys. Take care.